Well, hello, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. Her name is Chrissy Nichols. Chrissy is a life coach for teachers who are struggling but want to stay in the profession. Chrissy helps teachers recover their initial passion for teaching so that they can learn to love it again. A native from Cincinnati, Ohio, Chrissy has spent more than two decades teaching grades 2 through 12 in public and private schools in the U.S. and in Europe. Chrissy loves traveling, skiing, and coaching. She's also the host of her own podcast called Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about tips and strategies on how to manage and grow your podcast and how to intertwine it with other pieces of your business. But today, we're going to focus a little bit more on the mindset side of podcasting and of being a business owner and balancing all of these roles that we play as business owners, teachers, podcasters, spouses, parents. It's a lot to keep up with. It's a lot to manage without totally burning yourself out and feeling completely overwhelmed all the time. It's also hard to do all of these things without comparing yourself to the way that other people are doing these things. So we're going to kind of dig into what mind management is and how it's really an important concept for you as a teacher and as a business owner, as well as how we can manage our time and our stress and our overwhelm as educators and podcasters. I had so much fun talking with Chrissy in this episode, and I think that you're going to fall in love with her just like I have. She will definitely make you laugh, and I hope that this episode also gives you a lot of encouragement and gives you a reminder that what you're doing is such important work. You should be so proud of the content that you're putting out into the world, and I just want you to know that I am so grateful that you take some time out of your day to tune into this podcast. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Hey there, Chrissy. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Sarah Whitaker, it is such a pleasure to be here on Podcasting for Educators. I cannot tell you how excited I was for today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. We've been chatting for a while, and so I finally had to hit record because we need to get this good stuff on on audio, on air. So let's jump right in, and I ha- I'm going to start with a little bit of a confession, and I feel like I can be honest with you about this. You are a life coach. True. And before meeting you, I wasn't sure how I felt about life coaches because I feel like there's a lot of people out in the online space that are life coaches or call themselves life coaches. And I haven't always had I don't know, like the most positive experiences with like what I've seen and I've heard other people who haven't had the best experiences. And then I met you and you are, you're just so amazing. And just the way that you approach coaching has completely kind of like shifted my mindset around coaching. And I just think it is 
such an amazing thing that you do and you are helping so many educators. And every time I talk to you, I just like, I feel like my mouth hurts after because I'm smiling the whole time. You're just one of those people that are just so easy to talk to and just like brighten my day immediately. So I know a lot of people listening might not even know what a life coach is. So can you kind of just tell us a little bit about your work as a life coach, particularly in the education space? I can. And I will just say, I'm going to put that piece of our podcast together on my phone and listen to it every night before bed because that was so glowing and lovely. (laughs) I love your point about life coaching, the coaching space, this kind of place where a lot of people are calling themselves life coaches. For me, the work I do is also about mindfulness So it's also about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the thing. I mean, all of your listeners who are smart, savvy, they're business owners, they're educators, just like me. And listen, we all know teachers, we can see through the BS (laughs) a mile away. That never leaves you. That's the best part of the job. You can speak to someone for five seconds and that old training of like, oh, I remember in parent-teacher conferences why this parent goes with this student. Uh Uh-huh. Got it. So for me, my style of coaching, first of all, it was really important for me to serve a population that I know, that I understand, and that's teachers. I've been in the trenches with everybody out there in teacher land for over 20 years. I think I'm going on 24 years. I still teach. I'm both in the classroom and working in a one-on-one tutoring space. But I understand in both independent school and public school, and I've worked globally, what that feels like right? What it feels like to be up late on weekends, still grading essays and dealing with some toxic emails and some admin. So authenticity is really important to me. It was important for me to get trained. And I believe I got trained at the best life coach school possible. I'm plugging them. They're not paying me to do this. I just love it. It's Brooke Castillo. It's the life coach school. Really, she talks a lot. She's very um, like neuroscientifically based and her work and my work thus is in causal coaching. So I know a lot of coaches out there and I don't take anything away from anybody. Do whatever works for you, but they really deal with actions, right? You want to lose five pounds. We're going to look at your diet, working out, blah, blah, blah. But I really like to look at the thoughts that come behind. And I think that sincerity and authenticity comes through. I always say, we're not doing woo-woo mantras that no one believes. (laughs) That is another form of BS, and that's not what I do. We really look at how to build more connection with yourself, how to walk your talk and talk your walk, how to really get uh, honest with yourself so we can kind of stop fibbing about where our time is going and how we're wasting our life purpose. And Everybody on this podcast is living their life purpose because they're an educator that's sacred to me, and they're also getting their message out there. So that's basically what I do. When I talk about coaching, what is coaching? It's not therapy. We're dealing with active tools right now, and really, it's just me helping you connect more deeply with you because we all have that innate wisdom. We just forget sometimes. Yes. That's beautifully said. And the word authentic, I think that is really what sets you apart from 
from other people is you are authentic. And I've heard you coach people on wife, teacher, mommy. And I just love the way that you approach it and the way that you validate how people are feeling. And it's not a bunch of woo-woo BS because I am not a woo-woo person by any means. So I just, I love that you are very authentic in everything that you do. One of the things I really wanted to talk to and focus on in this episode is mind management and mindset because a lot of mindset goes into being a podcaster and balancing all of the things that you're doing in your business. So I would love to go into this idea of mind management. What is mind management to begin with and why is it important for teachers and podcasters? Yes. Thank you so much. Mind management is so important for teachers because teachers are human and humans have a human brain. And our human brain, what is it evolved to do? Seek pleasure, avoid pain. Stay under the duvet, watch Netflix. (laughs) So it's so important for teachers because we have a lot to do. That's why, as you know, because you manage so beautifully my podcast. I have a five-minute segment, a five-minute segment, and usually a 10-minute interview. We are busy people, and we really need some tools to understand, gosh, why is a student frustrating me? And maybe in terms of the mind management, we're not even aware that we're feeling frustrated. We just have this low-level annoyance where we're kind of always pissed off at our partners, (laughs) or we're always kind of yelling at our kids in the back of the car, or we always think, this time I'm going to be nicer to my mom on this visit. Mind management is about looking underneath the underneath the cause of the thoughts, right? And that's what we do in coaching. We sit kind of on a virtual couch, but I also teach teachers how to do this themselves. Teachers are amazing learners and teachers. So they get this so fast, self-coaching. But what I do is I just imagine we're on this virtual couch, a screen comes down between us and we throw up all your thoughts. The petty ones, the innocuous ones, the nuanced ones, the silly ones. And we just take a look at what's serving you. And if you've got a lot of that negative self-talk, which I had a ton of Sarah before, I came to coaching and it sounded like this. If anyone, this sounds familiar, just know that I still have it on the regular. You're a loser. You suck. You're lazy. You should be doing more. You should be grading more. If you're a good teacher, you're a bad mom. If you're a good mom, you're a bad partner. If you're a good partner, you're a bad entrepreneur. All of the things that really wind up to, I'm not enough. And I really look at some of those thoughts and how to shift them, how to help clients, teachers get exactly what they want. And sometimes that's just more space up in the brain. So can we do like, I don't know, maybe an example of like, I'm thinking of a lot of people who might be listening. You, I know some of you, a lot of you are in the classroom and then you're also doing your podcast and you're also running your business. And let's let's zoom in specifically on podcasting i think a lot of the maybe negative self talk that goes on is is anybody actually listening to my podcast is it making a difference my podcast isn't as big as the podcast that i just saw on instagram who just got 20,000 downloads and 
I only have a hundred downloads. Like what, how would you walk someone through that kind of mindset if they're having those, those types of thoughts? Yeah. Well, I love bringing that you brought up this example because first of all, I've been there. (laughs) As Sarah knows, I was in a lot of fear before I even started my podcast. And it took me sort of a long runway, I would say about two years Mm -hmm. to decide that I really wanted a podcast. And then when I found you, Sarah, I was like, you're it. I love you. You're everything. Because she truly is. If you're listening, you're like, should I hire Sarah? She didn't ask me to do this either. But I'm just (laughs) going to plug her because she's amazing and incredible. And she is so professional. That's Sarah, what I really so love about you. And I would say in a way, you're such a coach because you also hear all of those not enough downloads. Is my message really reaching anyone? I'm busy. I'm also an educator, a podcaster. Or if I'm maybe out of the classroom, I'm doing this slash this slash this, including, you know, partner, parent, business owner, Mm -hmm. and speaker, educator. So this idea of, let's say, let's just take one of your thoughts that you gave, which I think it was, please tell me where I'm wrong, but I think it was something like, my podcast isn't reaching people, Mm -hmm. or it's kind of a version of, this is never going to work. When someone thinks the thought, this is never going to work, how do you think they feel? Frustrated. They feel like it's because of them. They, It's very personal to them. As a podcaster, I think a lot of people struggle with actually continuing the conversation and having that connection. If they're not hearing from their listeners, it's, oh, is this, is this even making a difference? Totally. You said frustration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add the word defeated. Defeated, absolutely. So from from that place of defeated, of like, why even bother? What happens? They, The way they're showing up then to their work and to their podcast is probably, well, it doesn't matter if I, you know, get a draft out of my thoughts or bullet point my thoughts about what I want to say. Um, I don't really want to think about my clients today, who I'm serving on my podcast, really. I'm looking for you know, that person who's feeling defeated is already finding evidence for the defeat, for the surrender ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So what's the end result? Their thought was, this is probably not going to work, or it's not working. And then they're not working. They're focused on their pain, or they're focused on their stuff. And I got to tell you, I tell my clients all the time, life is 50-50. I mean, I grew up in the great Midwest, which was, I was told in my family of origin, you got to be 100% energetic all the time. You got to be happy, (laughs) happy, happy, up, up, up. And I think it's a bit of a double bind for teachers because especially at the elementary school level, we are kind of giving, given accolades and compliments if our vibe is high, if we keep it up, up, up for the kids. And post-pandemic, I mean, that's a big ask. So being in that 50-50 of, I want you to feel that frustration. I want you to process the pain of defeat, but then move on. Please don't stay there. Don't go, you know, poo-pooing in your poo-poo diaper around how this isn't working. (laughs) I want you to poo-poo for a little bit, maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes. Is that long enough? Half an hour? Okay, take an hour. And then let's go. Let's get moving. Your people need to hear you. We all know that there are a lot of folks out there, including right now, who listen, 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 and maybe never buy. But your voice 
your wisdom, what you're putting out there, my podcast educators, is important. It is vital. It is essential. So what I would do in that space is I would just take that person. First of all, we look at where we're at. Oh, yeah. I'm defeating myself ahead of time. I'm failing ahead of time. And then we just kind of see if there's another way to think about that. So let's take that same circumstance. Okay, let's take 50 downloads. And those are all by your mom. <laughs> what, what could be an alternative way to think about, is this podcast working? What do you think? What could you come up with? I mean, I always, and I truly believe this, that I don't care if you have five downloads or 500. Those are people who are taking the time to intentionally listen to you. And yes. so you need to continue to show up for them and approach it no matter how big or how, quote unquote, low your numbers are. Well, and also who decides what's low? If I can reach five people, but those are the five change makers, meaning Oprah, Michelle Obama, the Dalai Lama, name two other spiritual people in your life that you love. Like those five are the most important change makers in the world. So I love what you just said. Even if I'm reaching five people, this is important. And people are paying me with their time. They're paying me with their ears. They're paying me with their thoughts. They're paying me if they leave a review. Maybe they're paying me just with their energy. And I think that's an honor. So if I had some of those thoughts, like I show up for my people, I'm in conversation. This is a constant conversation. This is an energetic conversation. And if that's too woo-woo, it's just like, hey, I do my job. Yeah. And then I'm going to feel the feeling there is purposeful, dedicated, determined, helpful. I love feeling helpful. If that doesn't work, I just love feeling proud of myself. You know what? I got my podcast to Sarah today. That's amazing. It might have been 11 o'clock at night, but I got it done. And then what are my actions? How am I going to show up if I'm feeling purposeful? I'm going to keep giving my purpose. I'm going to keep living my podcast. I'm going to keep putting out my newsletter, my product. I'm going to keep thinking about my people. I think the more we can take the focus off of ourselves and onto others, the result's going to be it's working because I'm working. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes complete sense. And I I completely agree with you. And you touched on this, but when somebody's listening, no matter how many people it is, I mean, what an honor to even have those people taking their time, especially with a podcast. I mean, for somebody to sit and listen to an episode, that is their time. And in the world that we live in with how much noise there is, digital noise with social media and all the emails that you get, for people to pick you to be the person that they're listening to is such an honor. And I think that is something to really grab hold of and and remember throughout your podcasting journey because there are going to be ups and downs and there's going to be times when you feel like people aren't talking back to you or your numbers aren't high enough or you're not seeing enough growth. But remembering that is really key. And Uh, and I think you touched on something that is so key, which is celebration. Mm -hmm. And I really, if there's one thing that everybody listens to today and takes away, please celebrate your wins. I have started a nightly ritual and it is blowing my own damn mind around celebration and joy. I just, at night, it takes about 
32 seconds. Because I always say, I don't have time, I can't do it, I'm never consistent. Those are some of the primitive thoughts that come running through my brain. But I just take time and I think of three things that went well for me that day. And celebrating your wins, like celebrating getting a podcast out there, keeping the conversation going. I love that you said it's such an honor because we're pulled in so many directions. A lot of us are still really tired. It's been a tough few years for all of us. And can we just name how hard it's been? We have to give ourselves some grace and some space, even if it's, I brushed my teeth today, I fed the dog, and I made my bed. Boom. Three proud of, three wins. So for all you out there, please Can you list three things internally, silently, as you're driving, walking, folding the laundry, whatever it is you're doing, that are going well right now? And talking to you right now, Sarah, is definitely a win. Oh, same here, Chrissy. I love that. I love thinking about those little wins. I I try to do that. For the past couple of years, I've been trying to uh, just like the idea of gratitude and like even the smallest things. I got out of bed this morning. I walked my dog. I fed my dog. Like all of these little things that we don't really notice and that we take for granted really are big things. Well, because our brain also doesn't want us to notice it. You know, I talked about causal coaching, but I'm so fascinated by the neuroplasticity of our minds. I like to read brain books. I'm a big nerd and I love (laughs) nerds and I know Sarah's one too, even though she's super cool. She's a secret (laughs) nerd. I just want her to be a nerd with me. 100%. But I love this idea of really what is mindfulness and what is mindset? First of all, describe mindset. It's just attaching one neuron to a new neuron. And you're just retraining your brain because your brain doesn't want to look for the wins. It wants to beat you down and it's not doing anything wrong. Your brain is thinking it's trying to help you stay in the cave as we did in our prehistoric days. (laughs) Don't go outside. There's a saber toothed tiger out there. Our version of that. Now that our brain can't tell the difference is don't go after that big thing like a podcast. Don't write that newsletter. What if they say no? What if they reject you? That's humiliating. But in my coaching, I also help everyone understand that we can feel a feeling. It's just a vibration in our body. Okay, rejection does not feel great. Let me just say it does not feel good. Kind of sucks. My cheeks get hot. My palms get sweaty. My heart races a little bit. I have to feel it. Brene Brown talks about just really naming it. And then I process it. And when I process it and don't resist it, the shame, the rejection goes away. But I just think it's so important to understand that all we're doing in coaching, all we're doing when we're aware of our thoughts, here's another tip and a hack for everyone out there. When you have some of those thoughts that come in, especially as you're trying to get your podcast out or repurpose your content. Sarah just had an amazing um, guest on how to repurpose content. And, you know, like, let's take advantage of our hard work and use it in several different ways, which is something I'm working on. I haven't mastered it yet. But when those thoughts come up, I want you to just say, I'm noticing that I'm thinking blank. So I'm noticing I'm thinking I'm a bad mom, or I'm noticing I'm thinking this is never going to work, or I'm noticing that I'm thinking about me and not about my clients. So just the noticing, it gives you a little bit of space. It helps your brain 
stay in its watcher and observer self instead of in its boohoo. That makes sense. It's the difference between our prefrontal cortex, which is the place that we plan from, that we um, have these big goals and dreams, and our primitive brain. And our primitive brain is always going to try to kind of keep us down to keep us safe. And really, it's we've got to give gratitude to our primitive brain because it's gotten you this far. But you're trying something new out there. You're trying to grow your business and grow your listeners and grow your downloads and probably have financial success. Sure. And your brain's just trying to keep you safe. So I also describe mindfulness as that space between stimulus, something happens in your classroom, and your response. Can you just take a parenthesis of time? Can you just take a pause? And in that pause, it's everything. So that's something to be proud of too. Yes, definitely. I'm like fascinated by hearing about just how the brain works and how you can change the way that you think about things. And I want to go back when we were talking a few minutes ago, you, I think it's when you were talking about celebrating the small wins. Like, you know, I think we hear a lot in this space about people batching out their content months and months in advance and always sticking to that schedule. And then it makes us feel like we aren't doing enough when we can't keep up with a schedule like that. And I always say that you need to, especially with keeping up with your podcast, you need to come up with a schedule that works for you. Not everybody has the time or the mental capacity and space to sit down and record 10 episodes in one week. It's just not feasible for everybody and not something that a lot of people want to do. And so even if you are, you know, this week recording an episode that goes out tomorrow, that's okay. And that's, if it's working for you, that's okay. That idea of just like constantly comparing yourself to how other people are doing things. Um, I've heard you talk about, what do you call it? B minus work. Yes. And also compare and despair. Okay. Like when you're looking out at the IG landscape, when you're looking at the podcast landscape, when you're seeing so many people who are quote unquote doing it better, number one, please don't compare your beginning with their middle or their end, right? Their advanced work. Second of all, like I'm, I love Ira Glass of This American Life. I'm never going to be Ira Glass with those glasses. And that voice, I can't. He is a national treasure. This American Life is just one of my favorite podcasts. And even before it was a podcast, it's a radio show. It's an old school show. So please, I want you to always, when you're looking outside of yourself, bring it back in and say, you know, what does Sarah say? What does Chrissy say? What do you say? What's important to you? Second of all, yeah, B minus work is a concept I always talk about. It works so well with teachers because we know what C plus or B minus work is. It's just getting it out there, even if it's imperfectly done. I would rather have something that I've created, like an art form, which I truly believe my podcast is. It's like a beautiful, like little love letter, but it's creative. I'm creating it. So You just spoke about the creative model. I've done both, as you know. I got to go on an amazing European adventure this past summer. I batched and batched and batched. And then now I'm kind of back to weekly content. But I love that about me because I'm talking to everyone about what's up for me right now. Mm -hmm. It's not just neutral concepts that could be standalones and fit in anywhere in the calendar. Now that's true, but 
I'm always thinking about my teachers. We've got, I mean, back to school happened then probably at this airing or whenever at different times of the year, we have parent teacher conferences, you know, we've got big holidays, the levels of the energy of the year go up and down. So I like to match that. And I love that you name, do what's best for you. Yep. And what is best is what you decide because what you decide is right. And you're in charge. Yeah. And it's okay if that changes. Like- 100%. Sarah's seen me, everybody do all sorts of business. Be a hot mess, get it in right under the wire, apologize, try to send her gifts. She says, no, I'm just kidding. But it just do what's best for you. And then just try not to piss your podcast manager off. <laughs> you could never piss me off, Chrissy. No. Not even okay, I'll keep, trying. I'll keep <laughs> trying. I'm teasing. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, I love you too. You can edit that out too. No, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> <laughs> the love. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, you all have to check out Chrissy's podcast. I will obviously link it in the show notes, but Teacher Talk, it is, it is, it's like a love letter to your teachers. It's pretty real. Yeah. I, it's going to get even realer. I just think everyone can handle it. They can handle me. Yes. It started off as a joke with another coach. She said, you're just irresistible. And I laughed because at that moment, I think I had just such a low self-esteem moment. And I was like, "Mm, that's funny. I'm just going to try to say that in a funny way. And then every time I saw her, I was like, because remember, I'm irresistible. And she's like, you are. And now I actually believe it. Yeah. So that's how this stuff works. You just pick something that you think is completely ridiculous and you say it over and over and you got to practice this stuff. It's kind of exactly like our lesson planning. You can't just like dial it in once. You got to repeat, repeat, repeat. It's like a three-year cycle. The first year you're a teacher, it's (laughs) crazy. The second year you're refining, you're creating changes to your plans. The third year you're cruising, right? When we do thought practice and management, you got to practice, 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 practice. So of course I'm irresistible and you are too. All right, podcasters, you know how many details come with producing just a single episode and using the right tools is the key to creating high quality episodes in the most efficient way possible. One of my absolute favorite tools I use is Zencaster. I have tried so many different platforms for recording my guest interviews, and Zencaster is the one I've stuck with for so many reasons. It always gives me the highest quality audio because there is nothing worse than recording an episode that you can't use because of bad quality. It's so easy for you and your guests, even the not-so-tech-savvy ones. All they have to do is click a link, and we start recording. Boom. Done. Plus, the video is crystal clear so you can repurpose your solo and your guest episodes on social media and on YouTube. Oh, and it gives you a transcript of your episodes. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com slash pricing, and use my code EDUCATORS for 30% off. That's EDUCATORS 
all lowercase letters. The link will also be in the show notes. Okay, I know we're kind of getting close to time here, but real quick, can we go into just um, maybe some quick like time management, stress management? Yes. What What do you recommend? Like, what are some just maybe some quick quick thoughts that you have on how we can manage our time and our stress as as being all the things: educators, business owners, podcasters, parents. What do you recommend there? Create a plan for yourself and please make that realistic and be kind to yourself with that plan. I think a lot of us educators, we are high achievers. We can be quite type A. I'm speaking from my own experience. We like to grade all the things and get all the things done and clean out our shelves and be kind of perfect. It gets back to that B minus work. Sometimes good is good enough. Get something out there. Even if you've got essays, right? I'm talking to my teacher friends. I, it changed my world when I decided to only grade one part of an essay, the topic sentence. That's all I'm looking at. And I tell my students that I'm very clear, rubric. But in terms of time planning, please plan your day in a way that has white spaces. So you're not just going from color block to color block on your Google calendar, from thing to thing to thing. Please create some time to get outside or on your free period, walk around the building, check in, be kind, be realistic with yourself. And then if you can be a little realistic with yourself, you're going to ask yourself these kinds of questions. What are the top three things I absolutely need to get done, right? So that's kind of your floor goal, what I call your bare minimum. But then what are two more add-ons? That's my ceiling goal that I would love to do. And you know what they are, but do three floor goals and two ceiling goals. And then please just, again, be kind to yourself. Here are some thoughts. I have plenty of time. That's a time abundant thought. There's more than enough time to do exactly what I want to do, especially if I kind of see the week globally and then follow my plan. I think that's also another key. Some of us have let ourselves down so often that we don't always follow our time plan because we think, well, I'm going to mess it up anyway. I'm not going to follow it. That's why I'd rather you just do one thing well and crush it and say, you know what? I got that one draft done of a newsletter. I'm not going to send until Friday and today's Monday, but I got it done. So I would say, have a plan. Be kind to yourself about this plan. Pretend that you're planning for your best friend. You would not set your best friend, which is your future self, up for disappointment. You'd set your future self up so that your Friday self, I call it my Friday winning self, is like, thank you, Monday self, past self. You hooked a girl up. You got this done. That's kind of all over the place, but that's kind of where I like to talk to clients about. You know, I have something in my on my website, which is how to get 20% more time, how to stop grading on the weekends. And that's just all about having a plan, making it realistic, breaking it down. I got chunk and chew. And then just getting through it and being really kind to yourself and celebrating. Hey, I got five essays done. Hey, I did all my floor goals and one of my ceiling goals today. I'm crushing it. That's going to build that spiritual momentum to keep you moving forward. Yes. No, that's perfect. I love talking about kind of breaking down those most important things and most of all being kind to yourself because something that 
I think we can all relate to as teachers and as business owners, like there will always be more to do. So you could, you could draw, you could work all night long or you could walk away at a certain time because regardless, there's still going to be more to do tomorrow. That's something that I always have to remind myself of. I am constantly working on being a little like less rigid and routine because I am that person that loves to have my checklist. And if I don't cross it off, I'm going to go crazy. And having that flexibility to be kind to myself and say, okay, well, I didn't get this, the last two things on my to-do list done, but they don't need to be done until next week. So if it's five o'clock and my daughter's home and it's time to spend time together and get dinner ready then I need to walk away from my computer and I need to be okay with that. And a beautiful thought that I'll just let you thought borrow here, Sarah, is I've done enough. Mm-hmm. I've done enough. And I think a lot of us, especially in education, we are goal setters and checkers. And that's what we do for our students. We help them accomplish their goals, get those projects done, chunk and chew. So maybe just see yourself as your own student, as your watching your mind, maybe get some neutrality by just studying yourself. I call it, I have another tool in coaching called the zoo animal, where I just watch my brain like an Attenborough bird documentary, right? And I have like that little British man in my head from the BBC, like, look at this teacher, look at this business owner. She's beating herself up right now. Oh, look at her plumage and her feathers. And it helps, actually. First of all, it makes me laugh. Yeah. So it's a, it's a st- change of state. Yes. Whenever I can make myself laugh, it's helpful. One more tip I'll also to give everyone that change of state. Please, like, if you're at your desk and you're going down the pit of despair or on your schedule or your stress, this is a stress buster you asked about, stand up and get into, like, hero pose and... Just put your hands out. I'm going to describe it in case you don't know what hero pose is. You're standing up. You're putting your arms up to the sky. And you're just like, I'm a superwoman. I'm a superman. It's a state change. But by the time you sit back down, you're going to feel different. And your neurochemistry is different. The other thing I want to say is if you fake laugh. So Sarah, do a fake laugh for me. (laughs) Okay, but... (laughs) Did everyone just hear? And she's okay. dying right now. I'm watching her. She's dying. When you try to fake laugh, it can you can only fake laugh for about seven seconds tops. Uh-huh. Sarah lasted for about two. And then your natural <laughs> laugh kicks in because it's so ridiculous. Even if you do a fake laugh, like, <laughs> okay, now I'm laughing for real. It's ridiculous. I wish you guys could see this. Yeah, But it's helpful and oh, yeah. it changes your state. How do you feel, Sarah? I feel great. I do. I feel great. This is why I say sometimes I love recording my podcast episodes standing up because I just have a different energy and it feels so much better. Okay. I've never heard you say that. So I'm going to take that tip home. Yeah. Try it. And from now on, I'm always going to do a fake laugh that's going to turn into a real laugh before my podcast episodes and when I'm just feeling blah. Yeah. I mean... I will sometimes listen back my episodes, the beginning, I'll do an intro and then I'll listen back imagining I'm you and I'm like, no, mm-mm. I don't want Sarah to be depressed because it's late at night or I'm feeling kind of yeah. cozy, yeah. but I try to, yeah, check in with my voice. So you help me remind me of that. So thank you. 
But yeah, the fake laugh, everyone. That's a good podcast warm up. <laughs> okay, now I'm laughing. Oh, all right, Chrissy. Well, I like we I feel like we covered so much and you gave so many good like real strategies that we can use. I always give you my best stuff, Sarah. I can't I resist you because you're ir- irresistible. You're, I was just going to say you're irresistible. I would just say, please, everyone, as you are kind of, you know, motoring through your day or on a walk or wherever you're listening to this in your soundscape, first of all, it is an honor for me to be with you. And Sarah, it's an honor for me to be in this space with fellow podcasting, even dream podcasters in our future. Like, just trust yourself that one day you're going to be ready if you're not ready now. And I was so afraid as well. And just starting, just starting with one small action, one baby step, one like, hey, I'm just going to record myself on my phone and see what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do like a little test. That's everything. But I just want to say, um, I think everyone out there listening to this is amazing. I know your audience. Everyone has multiple jobs and multiple hats that they're wearing. Parent, partner, teacher, educator, podcaster, entrepreneur, change maker, and really thought leader because you're always the thought leader of yourself. Yeah. So it's just, it's such a privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Chrissy. So well said. And thank you for sharing that you you as well had fears around starting. I know that there are people listening who listen to these episodes, but you haven't quite made that leap. And it's okay. It's okay to take your time, but it's also important to realize that you are probably never going to feel 100% ready and feel like your first episode is 100% perfect. And that's just part of the journey. This is a skill. It's a new skill that most of us have never done before when we first start. And you're going to evolve over time and your message is going to get clearer over time, but you have to you have to allow yourself to start and for it to be a little bit messy in the beginning. I love that you said a little bit messy in the beginning. My thought is this is not always going to be great in the beginning, but I'm going to get so much better. And from where I've started from four months ago, I just want to remind everyone I still get scared. And I still don't always want to do it. or I still don't think I'm as good as what's out there. I still have those fears. And I just talk to my brain and I say, okay, but what does that one listener out there need for me to say? What are they waiting for me to do? What are they, what do they need right now? And if you can think about them, kind of helps you get out of your, out of your brain. Yes. It's just like what you said before we got on the interview that, it's very much comparable to when you reach that one student in your classroom. Maybe you had a really crazy, not so great year, but you had that one student that has come so far. Or you had a really messy lesson, but you had that one student that it was a light bulb moment for. And it's the yeah. same with your podcast listeners. It's a beautiful thing. And it really is amazing and to celebrate yourself for for what you're doing and for the impact that you're making. All right. Well, I have two quick fun, just for fun questions before we no, wrap up. No, no more fun, please. <laughs> We're not allowed to have fun. No more no. fun. We've reached our fun limit today. All no, right. please. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Number one, if you could interview your favorite 
childhood star or, you know, just whoever out there in the famous land, who would it be? I think I would love to interview Meryl Streep because I am such a cinephile and she can do anything. I mean, I will rewatch Devil Wears Prada just for the clothes and then I'll be amazed at her performances and everything she's done. And again, we got back to authenticity. She just seems like zero BS zone because Mm -hmm. she's the queen of all Mm -hmm. the acting and she's worked with everyone. She can do anything. So I really feel like she tells it like it is. So I would love, maybe I'll ask her, Meryl Streep. Hey, we've had this conversation before. You go for it. You ask, ask anybody. I know. (laughs) All they can say is no. Exactly. Oh, that's such a good answer. Okay. Question number two, do you have any favorite podcasts right now for business or for fun? So I mentioned This American Life, which is always a go-to. Of course, I'm often on coaching space podcasts, but a guilty pleasure that I love is anything that's true crime. Mm. I love anything that is true crime. The first blush of that I think I came to was Serial. Oh, same. And I fell in love and I was like, if I would listen to it on the way to work um, when I was still in the classroom doing French immersion for third grade and fifth grade. And I would have a driveway moment. Like I could, I knew I had to get into my homeroom and put everything on the board and start up. And I was like, I need five more seconds to know what happens to this kid who may or may not have killed his girlfriend. So it's so good. It's so good. Have you listened to, uh, in your own backyard? Not yet. But it's on my list. You got to listen to that one. So okay. good. Like well, how about you? Level. What's your go-to? I love, tr- I also like true crime. However, I usually, like if I'm on a road trip, I'm always listening to true crime. And then like Craig and I like to find series like that, like a, like the narrative podcast that we can like binge on a road trip. Because don't you think we just love stories? Oh, yeah, Definitely. That's yeah, how so we, we like to feel like we're a part of the story. And yeah. that's what these true crime podcasts do is like you're it's almost like you feel like you're a part of solving these crimes. But then I get really spooked. I can't listen to them like I'll, I know. I'll, I'll listen to them sometimes. I'll go in spurts. Like I'll listen to them when I'm on a walk, but then I come back to my house and I'm like every creak that I hear, I get freaked out. <laughs> but don't you think it's amazing how a voice, right? Like can enter. I mean, I just think it's so incredible. The whole another podcast between you and me, but like the whole podcast genre and the radio show genre has come into the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Past 20 years. I mean, I was listening to This American Life and it was really one of a kind. Not a lot of shows were out there doing what um, WBZ was doing. Mm -hmm. But just this idea of stories and weird stories and things that happen to people, the kind of fringy or marginal or just interesting, um, kind of in a, or about nothing in a Seinfeld kind of way. Yeah. I just think it's so cool how this space has exploded. And also for everybody out there, (laughs) if this makes it to air, if you're still thinking like this space is saturated, we all have such a unique voice. And I'm talking about like, not only our, our imprint, like our vocal imprint, it's so unique. 
you've got such a great radio voice. But even if you think, oh, I don't have a great radio voice or the space is saturated, that's just not true because no one says it the way you say it. Okay. Well, Chrissy, to wrap things up, can you just tell us where people can find you, where they can hear your podcast, all that good stuff? Thank you. Yes, Sarah. So they can find me always, day or night, in the website space of thechrissyconcept.com. And that's my website. You can find out all sorts of information from there. So that's one-stop shop. If you'd like to listen to my podcast, which I urge you to do, because I am this funny on my podcast, (laughs) uh, you can also go, and so modest, right? Humble. That's what Sarah loves about me. But you can also go to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. It, It drops on Tuesday for five minutes, Thursday for five minutes. And then on Sundays, we have Hold your hat, a longer episode of a whopping 10 minutes. <laughs> Woo! And um, yeah, it's just a tool. It's something I always try to give something bite-sized, something out there that you can do right now. And I also have a newsletter called Teacher Talk. It's all about talking to teachers, about teachers with teachers. I just want to be with teachers, educators all the time. Yes, you've got so much great stuff. And we will link all of that in the show notes. Chrissy, it has been so much fun. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for being here. For me too. It's been so fun. I knew we'd have fun, but I didn't think we'd have this much fun. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> this was awesome. I know. I told Christy right before we pushed record, oh yeah, we'll do, it'd be about 25 minutes. We're at 52 minutes. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's volume good. one, good. volume 26, <laughs> volume 19. Yeah. Maybe I'll split this into two parts. We'll see. Stay tuned. Okay. Sarah, what a pleasure it was to be with you. Thank you so much again. What an honor. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.